Welcome back to Factory Sealed. It is September 27, 2015. My name's Eric Peterson. Joining me today, Mr. Daniel Curtis. Well, hello, dear. I liked the other intro better. <laughs> I was waiting for the what? <laughs> I'm going to break it out at the most opportune moment. Just wait for it. It's one of those that just can't be replicated by anybody else. No. Ever, period. You've got you to have the timing. No, it's it's not so much the timing as it is just the the inability to comprehend the situation. <laughs> That's what it boils down to, isn't it? Yeah, basically, yeah. We got Jess Clarkson. Hello. That doesn't so sound... Jess, you managed not to set yourself on fire this week. Well, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Jess and I had a conversation last night, and that hello did not sound very phone sex operator-ish. Okay, so my voice has what been What kind so of conversation weird. did you have? Uh, none of your business. <laughs> it revolved Do around... Do respective spouses know about this? No. I was going to say hashtag save it for the late night show. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag um, save yeah, it I don't for know. Tinder. It would never be allowed a late night show. <laughs> um, yeah, my voice has been going in and out. Um Oh, for the last like three weeks, yeah, and then I go back to normal, and then it cracks again, and it's just like all over the place. So it's great. So great. it's like a, a phone sex operator going through really late puberty. Basically, yeah, that's what it yeah, is. Sure, you're not turning into Batman. That would be pretty freaking awesome. Because like this that. is not <laughs> just what just one day, just wake up, just wake up, and you're Batman. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I bet uh, Andrew's got to find that super attractive. Yeah, especially when it cracks. Man, oh man, it's beautiful. <laughs> you sound like a teenage boy. I know, and then it comes back. It's so weird. I can't wait till we're talking about something super serious mid-show, and then just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that always happens. What, the super serious part? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Well, last I was week. I how serious you managed to get last week. My God. Well, that we show was pretty much series, led so. by Will O'Neill, so obviously it went serious. And it's a I good thing you. It's a good thing Dan wasn't on because Dan would have just taken the piss out of the whole show. He should have <laughs> just gone to the roof and jumped it and ran the credits early. <laughs> yeah. It's exactly why I wasn't there, really. Jess, you were asking before, I tried to uh, go to the roof at the beginning of the game, and it just says, oh, I gotta go to work. Oh. So, yeah. Because was... I went up to the roof, but I didn't want to go to the end because I was I was too afraid. You were afraid it would have accomplished the goal he set out to accomplish? Yeah, because I was trying to sabotage him. I, I didn't want him to kill himself. And you were trying to sidestep an hour of gaming and an hour of reading? Yes. Oh, That's why. I see. She will always start, try to sidestep an hour of gaming whenever possible. I turned it on. Does that count? Can I be on the show? I turned <laughs> it on. And I just didn't play it. I hit start. Come on. I hit start. <laughs> so we should probably address this before it gets to be too late. Tom's not here. Oh, where is our Tom? Tombo is at uh, EGX, being a nerd. Yeah. Oh. 
Now, Dan, you were saying that's not the one that Lord Voldemort sent you to, is it? No, that was the MGM Expo, I believe. And which I don't even know still exists. What does MGM Expo stand for? Uh, massive golfing moobs. <laughs> moobs? Yeah, man boobs. Have you not got moobs in Canada yet? I hear a lawnmower through somebody's microphone. That's mine. Hold on. You need to yell out there and shut up. We're trying <laughs> shut, to up. Shut, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Is that I'm better? I'm Batman and I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> yes, that's better. Awesome. Until a motorcycle goes through Dan's living room. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's not my fault. They built the road straight through the house. <laughs> <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> I'll set him off again. Sorry. Are you good? I'm not. <laughs> He's got tears. <laughs> I, just, I just pictured Dan sitting there trying to play games, just like dodging around cars. Get, fucking stop it! <laughs> used to it now, Eric. It's fine. <laughs> Hopefully, you got a discount on the rent. We did, yes. Good. The council, the council, just pays for it now because oh. of the added inconvenience of having a road straight through the middle of the house. <laughs> That's actually interesting when you have to go over to the kitchen because you have to go across. <laughs> that conversation has gone on way longer than it should have. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. So, yes, Tombo is not here. He is... Did anybody understand what the hell he was talking about with his brother? His about brother went to gaming? do talk, talk about SNES. So, apparently, I didn't yeah. understand his his... Message. He like gamified email, right? I don't understand. What does that even mean? So I think instead of like having like a regular email inbox, like there might be like different challenges to do within the email or like bonus points for checking your calendar or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. I need to, I know. I was like, I need to <laughs> bonus stop points for right checking now. your calendar. <laughs> but how did that equate to him flying to Boston to talk about the NES controller? Because that's what businesses do. They're like, oh, a neat idea. Go tell everyone else and make us look really good. But he was talking about the controller, and he did mm -hmm. something with email. So Tom's message says he pushes the boundaries of email design, and he made a company email look like World 1-1 or something to commemorate Awada. So the company flew him out to Boston to tell everyone how he did it. World 1-1 of Mario. Yes. Oh, okay. That's what he means. Yeah, I understand cool. that. But okay, how do you so make where it... are you struggling? What does it mean? He made an email, a company email look... He probably created like, so an interactive said... email, like Mario's yeah. World 1, and it somehow ties in with a business, and then another business has went, Oh my god, you are the tits! And then they've brought him over to Boston, <laughs> and then he's talking about shit. Yeah, I'm actually then he's, not he's understanding how you stand, can understand this. Yeah, and then he's going, he's standing at the front and talking like Tom and going, Oh, yes, top hole, <laughs> spiffing, <laughs> stiff upper lip. 
hip hip hop This is this is the Jeeves. Fetch my NES controller. (laughs) What the hell is he wearing? Is he wearing a sweater vest? Oh no, he's wearing a zipper shirt with like a polka dot shirt under it. His brother's a cool guy. We went out with him in Vegas. It was pretty fun. Oh good. Oh good. That's exactly yeah, how it is. Bro- his brother seems like the more talented of the, the Reagan siblings. So. Yeah, we got the watered <laughs> down Reagan. <laughs> yeah. Damn it, Tom. What does Tom do? I mean, he just sits and plays with websites, doesn't he? Plays. Basically. Yeah. Tom, you need to push the boundaries of something. <laughs> just find a boundary and push it. Doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. What if it's just? I feel a, like he's never gonna want to skip I've the show pushed, again. I've pushed the boundaries of roads through houses. What about? What have you done, Tom? <laughs> oh Jesus! You actually have a commute to your kitchen. Yes. <laughs> I feel like it's Frogger within his house too. Like Crossy Road, exa- Jess. Get sorry, with the times. Sorry. <laughs> I know. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, that makes for that's great. That is good. Yeah. So, so Jess, I, there is. A, it's taken a lot of energy for me to not pry about this because you sent me a message this morning asking if we could start later because this is Jess's message at <laughs> like seven thirty this, this morning. This did make me laugh, it's and so it just. <laughs> I read the first part. I'm like, all right, yeah, we got to start late. Obviously, as per Jess, we're starting late. But the subsequent sentence, I I had to stop cooking pancakes and just laugh because she says, can we start 15 minutes late? Andrew's truck burned down last night and we are picking it up. (laughs) His truck burned down like a house burns down. It just... To make the trucks out of wood in Canada. <laughs> yeah. There's an episode of South Park on at the weekend, actually, in the South Park, the Canadians on South Park have square wheels. <laughs> <laughs> Explain. Okay. So, my friends and I like to do, like, themed, like, dinners together. Literally so themed? My friends and I like to burn down trucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, so we've done like poutine fest wing fest um we did food frenzy yesterday so everyone brought a bunch of different food and andrew went to our friend's house um early in the morning to smoke pulled pork so that's what we were <laughs> gonna have for dinner and uh we have this smoker that i sent you guys a picture of that looks like r2d2 even not. though you don't nah, think it doesn't close it looks closer it's like, to a garbage can than r2d2 that's what it's it's basically made out of like um, a hobo fire barrel. So you like, smoke pulled pork in a garbage can. Are you homeless? <laughs> it sounds well, like something you do for a, 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 a uh, eight ball of crack. I'm going to smoke Andrew some was... pulled pork in a garbage can. So to That's like sex what was kind of insane thing a homeless person would say. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but when we were making it, <laughs> it had glycerin in it, and we had to burn it out. And Andrew was like burning it out. We put like a bunch of like skids and stuff in it. And I went in to have a shower, and I come out, and there's like water all over the patio. And I was like, "Hi, Andrew, did you have an accident?" Yes, he freaking did. He burnt his arm. 
we had to like go to a nurse's house and get it treated and still has like scars on his arm. <laughs> they from don't it. have hospitals in Canada? No, he refused to go because he's a big freaking baby. Uh. <laughs> that makes him sound manlier. So, so I got I got he's burnt himself and then his truck burnt down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is not a good day, Jess. No, no, this was like maybe like three months ago that happened. Oh. Um, so last night we went to our friend's house. He brought the smoker up early, smoked meat during the day, turned everything off. Um, we had dinner. Um, there were a lot of people that were having a lot of drinks. And uh, we were playing. I don't know if you guys have heard of bladder ball. I had never heard of it. Ladder ball? It's like, yeah. Yeah, it's testicle toss. Yeah, yeah. So we were playing that, and um, oh. Andrew was like, I think I'm going to go put the smoker away so we can just leave after. I was like, no. I'm like, let's just grab it tomorrow morning. Like, it's just going to be a lot easier. He's like, no, no, no. And then he disappears, and I was like, oh, I don't know what he's doing. Um, I'm really excited about ladder ball. And we were playing it probably like half an hour later. Um, our one friend looks like in front of the house like she could see it over the fence she's like oh someone else is having a fire and andrew was like shit and like runs over to the fence he's like oh my god my truck's on fire and like i am just so amazed that so many drunk people could get together and put out a fire so fast it was impressive like someone grabbed a hose and they were using a hose to stop the fire we had fire extinguishers um but there was damage done um, Did anybody throw the the ladder ball thing at the fire? Because that would have been icing on no, the cake for drunk people. That would have been pretty good. It'll put it out, I swear, I swear. Um, no, so the um, bed of his truck, like, behind the driver's seat is melted, like, down to the frame. Oh, shit. And the behind the driver's seat on the inside, like, the plastic has melted down, too. So it's just, like... Like, so bad. The window, like, the back window um, shattered and, like, fell out because all the plastic around it had melted. Um, and on the inside, it's just, like, fire extinguisher powder everywhere. <laughs> is, this a, is this a newer truck? Um, no, it's, like, a 2004. Oh, okay. And Andrew's notorious for, like, buying and selling vehicles really quickly. So the joke was that he's probably going to get more money out of it than he bought it for. Um, even though there's fire damage. So, yeah. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, so, so we went... write off. No, it still runs. Hilariously. <laughs> just just, just half, uh -huh. half melted truck. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the we're basically just like parted out or something like that. That's funny. Yeah. Way to go, Andrew. So, yeah. But the yeah, kicker, give him out, the give him kicker. Out congratulations. That's a spectacular fail. Um, it gets worse though because I thought like somehow this smoker, because there's a basket of charcoal that you have in the bottom of the smoker, and I thought first like I didn't know how this happened. Like maybe there was like chemicals in the back of his car that started this fire because I couldn't figure out how the smoker basket inside the smoker would have caused the fire. No, Andrew decided to take the smoker basket out, put it on his truck bed beside the smoker, and that's how the fire started. Because he didn't hose down the charcoal. No. Yeah. Smart guy. He's really smart. 
That's something he will never live down. No, not so much. So, yeah, that was that was our night. So you had to go pick up a flaming truck this morning. Yeah. Did it- and, like, thank God, like, it could have gone so much worse. We could have driven it home and, like, it caught on fire on the way home. That like, would have been awesome. I would have actually preferred that. The fire was, like, right above his gas tank, too. And I was like, oh, my God. There are so many vehicles around. Like, it was just... Like we owe like our friends. Yeah, basically, like <laughs> could have been a little crazy. That would have been sweet. There was um, speaking of flaming vehicles. I worked for the county health department during the summer, a few years back in college, and one of my first trips we were going up north in Wisconsin, and we pulled off into this neighborhood to eat lunch, and there was this old hippie dude working on his Volkswagen bug um van where the engine was in the back of it and just he dropped his tools and he started screaming and then this explosion of flame came out the back of it so he runs around to the side of the house and gets a hose which actually for some odd reason made the fire larger i don't know if his hose is hooked up to a kerosene tank or what but before you know it, there's six or seven fire trucks. There's just flames spewing out of absolutely every window in this this Volkswagen van. It's just one of the coolest things I've oh ever watched. God. So we sat and ate our sandwiches and watched a hippie lose <laughs> his most prized possession. That's so sad. It was. Did you shout abuse as well? No. Oh. It's a missed opportunity. I figured he's already got enough problem. Yeah, he probably would have killed you, to be fair. So, good to hear that he made it home or that nobody died. No it's died. also good to hear that you haven't died, Jess. Well done. Yeah. Thanks. Jess was yeah, Like, we could not stop laughing, hey. though. Like, it was so funny that this happened. Like, at almost 30. Like, really? That's the time <laughs> in the life that we set a fucking truck on fire at a barbecue. Like, Tom just oh, sent man. me a message. Well, you've got to you've got to laugh about these things, otherwise you'd just cry. So Exactly. You know. But Batman doesn't cry, so you're doing well. No. <laughs> you sounded less like Batman there when you tried to sound like Batman. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> so, Tom just sent you a message. Tom just sent me a message. He's a, sent me a picture of people playing retro games on really small crt tvs he's like "Ooh, retro and it's a, <laughs> it's a playstation and an n64 so but i mean these tvs are like maybe 14 inches big can you remember when I... like people would have that in the front room <laughs> yeah that would was the worst how did we see anything i remember being in high school and saving up like four hundred dollars to buy my first TV, and it was a 27-inch CRT, and I thought I had the largest TV on the planet. And the thing weighed a metric ton. Yeah, they did. But the really huge backs, didn't they? Yeah. 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 You still get the best picture quality for retro games on a CRT, though. Oh, well. If you hook them up to a flat panel, they look like poop because of all the internal scaling. Ooh, get you with your knowledge. Knowledge. That's why I sell this shit. Yes. Yeah. So let's talk about some games, people. This week. Finally. <laughs> this week. Oh, boy. This week. 
Um, this week. Do we want to get the random game generator game out of the way? Because I feel like I'm going to be the only one who's played it. Uh, yeah, I think let's you're right. do that. Yeah. So, well, I want to explain why I, could, I didn't play it. I couldn't get it to work because it's a weird Japanese import. Because you're a moron. I got it to work. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. yeah that's yeah, that's yeah, the reason. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. I'm trying to find the post where somebody told us what to play. Anyway, I'm just going to give him a shout out. But uh, somebody gave us a recommendation for a PlayStation game called Poppin' Tanks. Poppin' Tanks. And I will give Dan a bit of a pass because it is kind of difficult to get working. But I got it to work, so therefore you should have been able to get it to work as well. No, I don't have your levels of intelligence, you see. Oh, clearly. Uh, Just well, none of you can beat Andrew, so... No. Dan, did you have that hey, TV? When... No, I didn't. Oh, you had that TV? Yes, I freaking loved it. It has a handle. I know, it was portable, so I could like bring it anywhere. And then like, I'd have it in my bedroom and play Nintendo. Was it black and white? Oh. Yeah. I remember having a black and white TV and trying to play Super Nintendo games on it. Like, this is so disappointing. I'm, I'm not yeah. old enough. Everything was color. Yeah, we used to have the big wooden case TVs. Yes. Yeah, where the knobs would break off, and you're like, well, I guess we're stuck on channel three for. Or you'd hope it's on the channel that your uh, consoles would take. Yeah. <laughs> it was Mr. Mike Vaness who um, oh, gave us Pop and Tax. Thank you, Mike Vaness, because. That game is real weird. Um, the only way I can actually describe it without having any knowledge of the game at all, it was going strictly off of what little English was in the game and then my interpretation of it. Uh, there was quite a heavy bit of text, but obviously it's in Japanese and I'm not even going to take the time to decipher that. But it is a 1v1 tank battling game where... You're thrown into an arena with one other player, and it's the best of best out of three. So first person to win two, you move on to the next round. There's a story mode, and then there's a tank world mode, which I was not able to differentiate between the two of them at all. They're the exact same thing with different titles. I think the story mode just threw a bunch of random Japanese text at you. But um, you can't use the joysticks. All the moving is done with the D-pad. So if you press up on the D-pad, you move forward. But the camera will always stay locked on the enemy. So it gets really kind of... Remember how you have to move around in the uh, Resident Evil games where you lose kind of your perspective because forward is always forward for the character and not up on the screen? It's kind of that same concept, but... um, you have three attacks. You have just your basic missile, which uses ammunition that has to recharge over time. You've got a machine gun, and then you've got two special attacks that uh, are pretty much insta-kills, but impossible to hit. So mm. That's popping tanks. Sounds, sounds pretty shitty. It's very, very, very difficult. Um, I probably... Well, that, it, it being in Japanese won't help much. I feel like it's a game that you could play and enjoy without having the the, the text or anything. The opening cutscene is interesting because it serves absolutely no purpose whatsoever to expand upon any concept of the game itself. 
Have you guys ever, like, played a game in Japanese before it's out over here? No. No. I'm, I think I did it for one of the Pokemons, so I had no idea what was happening. But because it's Pokemon, <laughs> I could understand it. I thought about doing it with um, Type O at one point, but then I they yeah. were going to do the HD remake. Did you actually finish that? No. Oh. I'm probably about 15 hours into it. I bought that game solely for the Final Fantasy 15 demo. Yeah, like most people. Yeah, and then I actually ended up liking the game a little bit, so it's not it wasn't a total loss. But that happened with um, everybody bought Crackdown for the Halo Three beta. Oh, Crackdown was awesome. Crackdown was such a good game. I loved that. Yeah. I forgot that the Halo. But 3 everybody beta was surprised because everybody just bought it just because it came with that. I remember it. Huh. Yeah. And so you wouldn't recommend popping tanks then? Maybe if it were in English, but. No, the controls are so bad. Um, the tanks have such varying levels of effectiveness. The one that I played, I went based off the statistics. I'm like, okay, these are all pretty even. That's usually a safe bet for a newcomer is take the balanced one. Yeah. It took me probably five or six rounds, full rounds, before I was able to beat the other guy, but then I still wasn't able to beat the, the best out of three for a few more rounds after that. Um because some of the, the super attacks, one of them is just a, this big electric ball that shoots out. And if you miss, it, it you miss. The other one shoots out a bunch of uh, bombs in a giant circle. So you now have 12 points of contact. And if they, they blow up counterclockwise. So if you hit them on that first one that blows up, they'll just bounce them around the circle and kill them. Um, you can blow up buildings and there's health in there. And if the enemy gets the health at all you have absolutely no chance of winning the rest of the match it's just it's it's a very difficult game mm. yeah well not, i'm kind of glad i didn't pay a play it then if it's that bad it's not bad so, it's just really hard yeah you're, you're really selling it for us i'm not yeah i didn't understand what the hell was going on maybe it's got stellar story i wonder what it got for reviews <laughs> Considering it's called Pop and Tanks, I don't really think so. <laughs> I don't think. I think we need to talk about the picture you tweeted out from it. As oh well. yeah, so it's really quirky. I mean, it's a Japanese game. It's super quirky. But um, I went to this was in Tank Tank World mode. So you put in your name, you choose your tank, which I had no idea what I was doing, and then this big ticket pops up, and it goes something like. Um, I want to see the actual picture. What does it say? It says, Welcome Tank Competition. <laughs> Just C-O-N-P-E-T-I-T-I-O-N. Like, oh, so close. And then the rest of it's in Japanese. <laughs> so I don't understand why Japanese games do that. They put a ton of English in there. In stuff that's like... It's very it's very integrated into Japanese culture, though. The attempt of English. Hence my... My folder of English pictures when I go back. <laughs> oh, that was so true, funny. Like... My favorite, my favorite one was when the first day I got there, and it just sees, it just has a picture of a dog. It just says, "Please curb your pets." Please curb your pets. I just don't know why. English. Don't even know. It was just so funny. I literally spent that entire week just taking pictures of stupid shit. <laughs> it's just felt... <laughs> like did I, did I tell you about uh, Take a Shitter Street? No. That's amazing. 
Is it actually a place called Take a Shit Street? <laughs> <laughs> Take a shit. And I got a ma- I've got a map of Take a Shit Street. <laughs> I want to go it was to so Japan funny. so bad. You'd need to. It was just crazy. We should go. We should just go on a holiday and just go to Akabara for the week and move into the arcades. It'd just be hilarious. Oh, that would be fun. Maybe next year when I'm making the big bucks. Yeah. Baller. Baller. Uh, yeah. So that's popping tanks. Um. Jess last week recommended that we play Star Wars Podcast Racer, but since that game doesn't exist... <laughs> ah, yes. Star Wars Podcast Racer. I don't know why I couldn't stop saying it. Like, it was so weird. <laughs> to be honest, when I went to search for it, I typed in Podcast Racer. Right? Oh, yeah. I actually tried to find the real cart for this. Uh, I went to probably three or four different retro stores in the area, but... I wasn't able to track it down. So, Jess, since you, oh, you recommended it, it, I'm going to let you take the lead on this one. Um, So, I had the cartridge. Um, but it's basically just like any other racing game, um, except you're pod racing, which is kind of fun. Um, weirdly, like it's for episode one of Star Wars, but you can beat Anakin and then, who was the guy that, like, owned Anakin? Watto. I can't remember. Was he a playable character in the game? I don't think Watto was. Because you, could, his... you could go to his store and upgrade your parts. But his voice was used as, like, one of the You're probably thinking of sound effects. Sebulba. No. It was Watto's voice. When you, like, hit something, it would be, the, I guess, the same voice actor just did that. So it was confusing. Maybe Watto's yeah. pissed off because now he's got to pay to repair the ship. Maybe. Um, but it's kind of fun. Like, you are in a pod, so it's, like, hovercrafty, and um, I sucked, so that was great. I played it with Andrew, and we just played the verses. I don't think I've ever played, like, anything other than, like, two-player racing on this. I don't know if you guys... So I didn't more. understand the... Um... Repair repair mechanics. I, I just couldn't wrap my head it around it. It is a it. very yeah. cumbersome control system. The yes, it, if you actually don't read the instruction manual, you'll have no idea how to do the boost. And the boost, boost? The, the boost is integral for winning. <laughs> the first what two, was the boost? The first two or three matches you can get through without boosting. Um, you need. I got to, up to the second off last one. What's that? I got up to the second off last one without boosting. Well, get you, sister. Um, <laughs> the you hold up on the joystick, and then your your meter on the right will go all the way up to the top and turn to a, a green light. And then you let off A and press A again, and you'll boost. But if you hit something, your boost goes away. Um. And that's well. Who knew that that kind of comes in with one of my main complaints about this. Um, it's very squirrely. It's obviously pod mm-hmm. racing is meant to be very fast paced, very um, in, intuitive, intuition driven, I guess, is how they explain it in the movie. Uh, but it's just, I spend way too much time slamming into the walls to get around the corner. It felt very like, very much like Wipeout from the PlayStation. Yeah. yeah. And they didn't, the, and I... the, the air brake didn't give you enough slide mm-hmm. around the corners. 
Yeah, I think I found it would be hard yeah, to find someone who's never up too much as well. Yeah. Is for the the repair, Dan. You just hold. Isn't it left trigger or Z or something, and let off the gas, and your ship repairs? Yeah, it was the right shoulder button. Right shoulder, and you just let off the gas, and your ship uh, repairs. Okay, that would that would make sense. Thanks. Yeah. To be honest, but, my emulator wasn't working very well. So does it ever? I. <laughs> yes. But for this, this is quite a common issue with this game, apparently. But if you try to emulate it, it um, renders it incorrectly. Huh. So you can oh. only see the top. You can only see the top half of the screen unless you change some settings in your emulator. That's so all you need. I was playing. I was playing it originally, and I couldn't actually see the pod race. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember so, that too. Yeah, it was. It was terrible. But um, the what I thought was kind of fun although I never used it because I like crashed and burned all the time was this one of the C buttons um, will make you go sideways so you can fit through like little gaps and I stuff. I was trying to figure that out. Yeah. I think it was the left C button oh. would turn well, it there sideways. Was two, there was two. You can turn to either side. So oh, so maybe both. left and but right. You have, to take your, you have to take your hand off the gas at that point then. Mm. Yes. Well, maybe. I suppose with an original controller, but with the PlayStation controller, not so much. Oh, did you? Yeah, it was very cumbersome. It's not the best racing game in the world. Let's face it. No, so it's a cheap no. cash. It's a cheap cash in for Star Wars. I had mm-hmm. fond memories of this, but then after playing it, I realized it wasn't this pod racing game that I had fond memories of. It was the PS2 version called Revenge Racer. Oh, and that game. See, I really cool. liked playing this when I was a kid, but. See, I didn't enjoy this one too much because it felt too grindy to me. You had to keep at least... Yeah, you just weren't getting any money for winning races, were you, to buy things? So you had to keep replaying the same race to win, and then the prices on some of that shit were extravagant. Uh So I didn't really... I think I played through... There was one level that I could not pass because there was a jump in it. And I could never clear the jump. Every single time, died. Every time. I think, I think you have to pull back on the joystick. Were you doing that? No. You probably have to boost think... over it. Well, how did you pass it if you didn't know how to boost? I didn't. I think that's where I quit. And Okay, that wasn't <laughs> the second to last level then. That was like the fourth. Oh, no, I, d- I did get past it then because I did definitely get up to that. I think because when you crash, it takes you over. Oh, oh, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. So there you go. So what's the problem? <laughs> I didn't. You just saw shit. You can't catch anybody up. Yeah, pretty much. Um, fair enough. Fair so enough. I went and played some of the Revenge Racer, and holy crap, that game is night and day. the The N sixty four one was okay. It wasn't very well received. It was kind of a ho hum game, but man, the the PS two version is awesome. Just in terms of, mm. of the improvements that they've made, it feels a lot smoother. It's um, it, it's super fast paced, but it's not so fast that you're just slamming around on the walls. The one main difference is that if you explode, you're done. The race is over for you. But you can oh. you can also knock other people oh, out oh, that too. Would be annoying. That's crazy. So the way that when you're racing, if you knock somebody out, it counts as a KO. And Watto has a bonus system for when you win, you'll get like 3000 true gets. But if you knock somebody out, you'll get another 25%. If you knock two people out, you'll get an extra 50, three people, 75 and so on. So 
it's kind of in your best interest to try to take people out, not only because it helps you win, but it also helps you get more money. But on the downside to that, by doing that, you injure yourself. So this entire game becomes a really, really delicate balance of repairing versus boosting because boosting increases the temperature of the pod, which in turn decreases the longevity of your engines. So if you're trying to boost into somebody, not only does hitting them cause damage to your engines, but the boost also causes damage to it. And then you need to hold R2 to slow down and repair. And it's pretty tense. I I really enjoyed this one. I think I got up to the last cup and I'm like two, two or three races from the end, but the whole circuit only takes two hours. Mm. It's really cool. A lot of really cool worlds on that one. That sounds like what the first one should have had, really. Yeah, yeah. But it was, but it was back in the day, so we'll give it some. It's okay. Anyway. I mean, the the second one, the PS2 version, has a lot of different stuff you can do to upgrade, and it doesn't feel really grindy. I never had to re- replay um, any of the races just to get enough money to upgrade, but you can upgrade all the different categories. And every race that you win, you unlock a new character. So there's tons of unlockable characters that you can go back through and upgrade. And it's just, I actually never got tired of playing it. This N64 one I got really bored with real quick, but I think I stayed up to like one thirty last night playing the PS2 version. Wow. It's good. It is real good. I think it's Star Wars Racer Revenge, not Revenge Racer. Huh. Yeah. How's the co-op on the N64 one? It was fun. Like, that's really all I played of this game, like, growing up and stuff. But, um, I liked it. (laughs) Growing up and stuff. I know. Um, I thought it was a lot of fun. Like, it's, it's more, like, it's not as interactive. Like, it doesn't have anything that you can, like, weaponized or anything like that well, any boost it's so it's kind of pod racing game yeah i feel it needed more weapons of course you some do. weapons but every but game like, it was weapons. a very fair fight i guess because of that like it was basically just who can knock each other over press the controller so you fuck up and win kind of game yeah 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 should this have been considered for our kart racing game show? No, <laughs> no, it doesn't have what does not doesn't have weapons. That's true. No, it just does not. No, 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 Def- no. I don't like playing it now. I'm like, uh, I don't know why I liked it so much. I do. I, I, I was excited going into it, but this is one of those games that did not really hold up well over time not only did it look terrible i mean the graphics are very 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 dated um Mm. the the audio cues or the the voice acting taken directly out of the movie was really out of place like when anakin is repairing and he's like it's working it's working like that was the worst part of the movie (laughs) there's also bits where them what are the the guy who owns anakin i forget what his name is because that film shit yeah but um, and then he just says he just grumbles something like they're always taking things from me, and he just says that about a million times. I was like, shut, shut the fuck up! I like it when he takes you to his junkyard. He's like, oh, if you can't afford the stuff in here, let me take you to the junkyard. I expect to go out there and see tons of really cheap crap. No, there's like four items, and they're five times the price of anything in his store. It's like <laughs> you're a terrible salesman. 
he is an asshole. Like, he is a kind of bad person. So, I feel like... Not very surprising. That first movie gets kind of a bad rap. It wasn't that terrible. Yes, I loved the first three movies. Like, I don't the, know why. They're... I thought they were really well done. They could have done without Jar Jar Binks. And then the guy who played yes. Anakin in the third movie was a complete idiot. Um, just super whiny. Hayden, Hayden Christensen? Yeah. Shut up. Shut like, up. I had the biggest crush on him. Like, I think that's why I like All right, and now so the reason why Jess likes that film. Hayden Christensen. Out. Have you read any I of... I hate the prequel Star Wars films. Have you read any shit. of the uh, interviews that the kid who played Anakin in the first movie has done since that movie? Doesn't he hate that he was that kid? He, he's It ruined acting for him because he just got teased incessantly. Which is strange. It's because... the same with um, Macaulay Culkin, isn't it? Of Home Alone, like um, he's just a crazy druggie nowadays. Well, I don't think that anything to do with the movies. I think that it was just a product of being a child star that fizzled out. Mm-hmm. But this one, usually, I think everybody in that movie was expecting, okay, we're going to be part of Star Wars. We're going to just be, we're going to be um, idolized for this and he went into that expecting that and it didn't happen that way because the movies were such hot turds. And I think like a lot of it has to do with the directing and the script, because if you're given like shitty lines, there's not a huge amount that you can do with it. Yeah. Be Like on top of being a child at that point. That's my biggest beef with them. Cause it's just the way Anakin turns into Darth Vader is just so bloody stupid. It's just could have been done so much better. I just didn't I feel like it's just the third movie at all. The first one was great. I will I will argue with that. The first movie was great. Second one mm. started to suck. Tried. Third one really bad. Tried. I tell you what was really good though. The Revenge of the Sith game that was amazing. What was that? I don't for? know if you ever played it. It was PS2 and the original Xbox. I think I've got it for the original Xbox, and it is. You basically you play as Obi Wan and Anakin, and you go through basically the plot of the movie. Then it has like levels where oh, you have yeah. duels against other Jedi. I do remember that? And uh, you fight, you fight Mace Windu, and then you can in the end you can have Obi Wan versus Anakin, and then there's an alternate end where um, Anakin wins instead of Obi Wan and stuff like that. It's just such a good game. Really, it is really cool. I do remember that game. Really good combos and stuff, and just really quite good for the a... time. Like I kind of similar to the for me there's not many combat isn't it no it's um it wasn't it was just kind of like a hacker hack and slash game where you have free control over the combos and stuff and you had force powers and stuff but um that's cool it it quite expanded quite a bit on the movie and stuff as well it was it was really good huh i remember i used to play it i used to play the boss battles all the time and then there was um there was a two-player mode as well where you could duel with other people and it was um, that was really good as well. Like you could be Mace Windu and General Grievous and all kinds of people. It was really good. I always remember it because uh, Mace Windu goes, um, he gets his purple lightsaber and goes, "I will strike you down with great vengeance." <laughs> <laughs> and you just fight. I was like, "Oh, it's great." Correct. I'm going to have to find that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but regarding Mace Windu's purple lightsaber, wasn't that a request on the behalf of Samuel L. Jackson? I think so. Because there weren't purple lightsabers. We said, if if I do this, I want a purple lightsaber. Yeah, I think All so. Right, okay, whatever. Just roll with it. 
Those old PS2 such a badass, Star Wars though. games were awesome. Yeah, it's a shame. Like Star Wars with lightsabers and stuff, you'd think it would have so many good games like based around being a Jedi, but it doesn't. I don't think I didn't really get on board like, with the Force Unleashed games. I liked them, but the second one was just a soulless cash in from the first. It was just so short. Huh. It was just I think that I think what they should have done. I lo- I really like the combat of the Force Unleashed, but I would honestly get behind if they made a new Knights of the Old Republic and used the combat oh, from the Force Unleashed. The Knights of the Old Republic games were that, so good. Yes, they were. Those are games that should honestly be given a little bit more of a HD treatment. I think they just re-released the first one. What? I don't think it was... I think it wasn't necessarily upscaled, but... Re-released it for what? I remember. Uh, Are you sure you're not thinking just about the re-released old Republic it PC? No. That, Knights of the Old Republic, the first one. I'm sure they redid it for PC or something. That game was such a good time. I only had the second one, but I love the second Yeah, I have one. the second one. I don't think I've ever played it. Or much of it. The first one I've oh, dumped so, so many hours into. Just the whole upgrading your I had uh, so many upgrading your, your I had, players and I had so many different characters and stuff. I, uh, one of my characters had a silver lightsaber. That was cr- that was pretty cool. Jess, did you ever play those ones? No, I played around with uh, Unleashed, but. No, Dan. What the hell are you clicking on? Because it's making your microphone thump. That wasn't me. Or is that you, Jess? I was clicking. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Dan. Not anymore. Sorry, Eric. Don't worry about it. I was looking at the burned fire truck. You have pictures. The burned truck. Yeah, Andrew just posted one on Facebook. Send it. Send it. Send it. <laughs> um, what other Star Wars? Oh. No, what was I going to say? I don't remember. I remember playing the the Phantom Menace game. That, that was pretty bad. Um, can't think of any others. New Battlefront coming out next month. I'm pretty excited about that. Oh, Star Wars Battlefront 2. That was my favorite. I didn't play Battlefront 2. I played Battlefront 1. Did Battlefront 1 have space battles? To be honest, I don't remember. Oh, they were so they were so cool. You could get an X wings and stuff, and you could fly around in space. And then you could dock into a spaceship, and go inside, and try and blow it up from within. It was just so good. I'm hoping they keep a lot of those same elements for this this new one upcoming. Well, they won't because it doesn't have space battles. So. It really doesn't. <laughs> no, that sucks. Yep. What they should have done is have space battles going on while there's simultaneously battles going on down on the planet. Which would have been quite a technical powerhouse, I'm sure, but would have been well, awesome. Even if they could have just done it where there, you can't go between the two, but the t- those two yeah. matches are tied together. Yeah, where that would if you how good would that? It have been? would have been awesome. Where the people up in space, you could dock with the ship and then blow up this this destroyer that had an influence on. Um, yeah, say it's a shield generator or something like yeah. that. Then it would affect down on the planet, and that would be just. I've been so good. Dice, get on that. Well, I think they're they're <laughs> really trying to differentiate this game from 
Battlefield, because I think a lot of people are looking at this going, it's just going to be Battlefield with Star Wars skins. And DICE is going, no, no, it's not. So they're removing some of the really fantastic elements of Battlefield to make sure they differentiate it. I really hope they keep a lot of the same weapons elements and, and unlockables and upgrades and customizations that they did with Battlefield. But then I hope they they keep all the vehicles. I mean, ATATs and speeders and all of that shit. That's going to be awesome if they keep that in. Do you call them yeah. the ATATs? The ATATs. At ats. At ats. I call. I say at ats too. So they were named. They were named that because of a beef that Lucas had with AT and T. Really? That's why they were called that. That's hilarious. Those um, things, when you control them, it's a special on-rails thing, so you don't have full control over it. Oh. So I'm still going to buy it, just to support it, because eh. Battlefield needed to come back, or Battlefront needed to come back. Yeah, it did, but... The original I'm Battlefront sure this, 3 that this was in fight, development yeah. was like 99% complete when they canned it. Something like that. Oh, if they just kept the same as Battlefront 2, I would have bought it because Battlefront 2 was awesome. Awesome. I mean, you could play as Jet. You could play as Jedi's on that one as well. Hmm. And you could leap. You could leap across like half the map in one jump. It was excellent. I really should have played those. You should. Those had the those had should online go. component with them too, right? Uh, the map might have done, but I wasn't internet enabled back in the day. Oh Christ! I could just imagine how terrible your internet would have been back then. <laughs> oh yeah, hasn't improved much nowadays. Uh, I feel like there's something else that we should talk about. I finished Metal Gear. Me too. Oh, how is that? Without, we're not going to ruin anything, but. I'm a long-time Metal Gear fan. I've played through the series multiple times in both release order and canonical order. And this game was awesome starting out. I mean, it just blew me away. I'm like, this game is going to be fantastic. And it just got more and more disappointing with every passing mission. And then you get to the end and you went, really? I mean, the hype surrounding this game was incredible and usually the hype surrounding kojima games is deserved and this game it's like it's a it's not a bad game no, though, it's, not. Fair. The, it's not bad but but the fact the problem is it's divided into these two chapters chapter one pretty much flawless but chapter two is unfinished and just a grind to get through to be quite there honest are i would say maybe seven actual it's definitely less than 10 actual story based story advancing missions in chapter two yet chapter two has a total of like 25 missions most of which you're just repeating the same shit you did in the first chapter including all the story elements including all the cutscenes, but with yep. new parameters and they're just it was unnecessary filler that if I wanted this, yep. it would have been awesome to have all like the subsistence elements to it as an unlockable for those missions after you beat that mission. It's like, hey, if you want to go back and get more GMP, try playing it on subsistence mode. Don't make me go back and play some of the most difficult missions now harder. 
I already hated fighting the skulls as it was. Don't make me fight the skulls with them being nearly invincible and me having one hit till death. I don't want to do that. I um, I took one look at that mission and just went, no, sorry, not doing that. <laughs> it's just I struggled so much the first time. So Which one are you talking about? And the one about the when you have Code Talker and uh, the oh, I, skulls I ended up beating it in the airport. No, the the extreme version. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. It's impressive. Well, I didn't know that those were optional. I was just going through all the story missions again. And then mission 46 popped up, which is, uh, supposedly is a hidden mission. And that that is the true encompassing ending of the game. Um, the, the credits roll, obviously, after chapter one. But the credits will roll after chapter 45 as well. Or after um, episode 45. <laughs> But that's not really the true ending of the game. Mission 46 is the true end. And it's... There's a huge twist that apparently if you're paying attention, you can pick up in the very opening cutscene of the game. But... Spoilers. I didn't really pick it up. And I got to the end and finally figured it out. And I went, I don't know how I feel about that. I thought it was terrible. Yeah. I Well... There is, it's with the collector's edition of the game, it comes with a special bonus DVD, which includes a lengthy cutscene and information about chapter three of this game, which was cut due to time constraints. In chapter three, it wraps up quite a lot of what hasn't been wrapped up. But chapter three doesn't exist. Chapter three doesn't exist. So the end of the game... Basically, you get to the end, and then it'll give you a long list of things that happen in the timeline going forward yeah. in text form, which is just a slap in the face. Nope. Because this game was, orig- was originally billed as how big boss turns to villainy by the time it gets to um, yeah, he- Metal Gear, the original Metal Gears, which it's kind of alluded to, but the descent isn't shown at all. No. Not even, not even remotely shown. There's one section which might kind of sure he's going that way but it's so just out of the blue and then undeveloped afterwards that it just ultimately is pointless jess are you a big metal gear fan i've only dabbled with what like we played on the show yes um i thought it was a lot of fun but i'm not like super involved in the story um in this game the story does not it it only exists if you look for it and Oh, really? You get bits and pieces of it here and there, but 90% of the story is given to you through audio tapes. So you'll go and do a mission that you're like, okay, this is really cool. Why am I doing this? And then at the end of the mission, they'll say, hey, check your audio tape for information on this. And then you have to listen to like seven two-minute audio tapes. That's kind of disappointing. It's very disappointing. It really, it really is in a game that's based around storytelling. That's one of the best things that I enjoyed so about the long. previous games. Obviously, yeah, it's a little, it, it's a, it's an off-putting mechanic, but I kind of enjoyed the aspect of like, okay, I just went through this really intense mission. Now I want a twenty-minute plot dump because the plot was awesome and the way it was presented yeah. was really cool. I didn't mind the forty-five-minute cutscene. In Metal Gear Solid Four, I didn't mind it because it was cool, and Snake was talking. No, I love that. I love that. I, I actually felt like it was emotional. It was involving. Whereas Metal Gear Solid Five is just kind of right. Go to this base, do stuff. Keep the Sutherland isn't going to talk because he's expensive. Well, <laughs> we could we could go That's... into 
why I'm okay with, first of all, the voice change and why he doesn't talk as much, but that would absolutely destroy the twist of the game. Yes. So we won't do that. And I'm not going to ruin that because this is one of the biggest games of arguably this generation so far. And I'm not going to ruin that. We'll ruin it next year. It's it's good. I don't see... Where, where I occasionally get the inkling to want to go back and play through the other Metal Gears, I've probably played through the first Metal Gear 10 plus times. This one I don't yeah. think I'll ever play through again. Really? I think I'll go back to it at some point. I don't. Maybe. Well, I'm, still, I'm still actually playing it now because there's a lot more stuff to well, unlock. The, the, I'm still only 50% done. The problem so. is, is right there. It's too, it's too big. This is a great game, but it's a terrible Metal Gear game. I love the stealth, I love the espionage, I love the concept of the game itself. It's a cool open-world game. But if you wanted to just go back and experience the story, there's too much other fluff that you have to get through to get to that story. Yes. So I feel, I feel like I said to you the other day, Eric, I feel like Kojima, because of the whole thing with uh, that word I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> Konami. Uh, this, that's the one. And uh, the thing with them where they're falling out and stuff. I don't feel like it's gotten properly finished to his vision I think in the they, end. I think if that whole thing wouldn't have happened, this game wouldn't be in our hands right now. It probably would have still been another year. Yep. But I wouldn't be I wouldn't be uh, annoyed with that because I would like that final mission where it wraps up a lot of the plot. And the unfortunate thing is that I don't think there's any hope for that coming out as a DLC because of the falling out. I think this is it. This is what we're getting. Yeah. It's a shame because this could have been the game that really bridges the gap between everything we know about Big Boss and Snake's story. But it isn't. There's still that gap. Yeah. Because there's a lot... Um, it's a super complex like storyline, too. Well, in this game, yeah. this game that... The, the game ends with you playing through the first mission again, but it tacks on a 20 second addition to the end of the mission that explains the whole game right then and there. And that's where I had the same reaction as you, Dan. I'm like, fuck this. And it was, a yeah, because the, the, the prologue mission is a very slow paced affair. So it's cause snakes just woke up from a coma. So he, for most of it, he can't walk properly. So it takes about 10 minutes for him to actually start walking properly. And then there's a lot of cutscenes, and it's just, you're like, but you don't want to skip the cutscenes again in case you've already you've missed something. Well, because they started they that mission out by adding an additional twenty seconds to the front of it. You're like, "Ooh, this is different." So then you want to watch it. You're like, "What else is different?" And then you go, "Well, I got to the end and nothing was different." Yep, absolutely nothing. So if you are going to do that mission, skip the cutscenes. But this just not the final one. This game, the way it leaves it, adds a whole new level of complexity that almost changes. Well, technically, it actually does change your understanding of the storyline of every game in the canon that takes place after this. Yeah. It's so hard to be vague about this. Because yeah. <laughs> where is this on the timeline? This is second game. After, after Metal Gear Solid 3. Third game, technically. Okay. So it goes 3, Peace Walker, 5. Oh, okay. And then the others are about Solid Snake. And it would go to Metal Gear 1, Metal Gear 2, then Metal Gear Solid 1. Metal Gear 4. 
Metal Gear Solid 2, oh, yes. Metal Gear Solid 4. Don't forget about those MSX slash NES ones. Yes, of course. that's you playing as Big Boss in Zanzibar Land. No, you fight against Big Boss, don't yes, you? Yes, sorry. That's uh, Solid right. Snake. You're, you're playing as Solid Snake against Big Boss in Zanzibar Land. So much I could talk about with this, but I can't say. So We'll spoil it for you at the end, Jess, if you that's, would like. That's stuff. Okay. But, um, no. I'm still enjoying it. I'm still going through and unlocking things. I'll play through the rest of the side ops just because they're interesting. But as it have you got the rocket hand? Yet? I just developed it. Oh, it's so funny. Basically, Jesse, because he has a, um, a prosthetic limb on his arm, and uh, you can you can shoot it off like a missile and knock people out with it. It's just hilarious. Really? There's one that you can get where it's, it's, so a, funny. it's a remote control, and you can send it off, and it attacks people on its own. That's hilarious. That's what, that's what that is. No, there's a different one. Oh, like you can okay. control it once it's off? Yeah. There's also one called the Hand of Jehuti or something, and you can um, shoot it off at people, and it teleports them to your position. Apparently, so you there's a wormhole Fulton system, too. Huh? Where when you attach the Fulton to something, it instantly teleports out so they can't shoot the balloons down. Oh, that's handy. I've noticed. There's also, did you know, if you get on a cargo container, if you Fulton it and stand on top, you get a button prompt and you press triangle. It's a quick way to get off the map without waiting for the helicopter. Really? Really? I did not know that. There's tons of daft little things in it. I didn't know that you could Fulton vehicles that had people in them still driving. Oh, I do that all the time on the side. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty fun. Yeah. So, but it sounds it, it, like there's a lot to do. There is. It's, there is. A, there just is. It's more a of the story huge that's game. disappointing. Well, oh yeah. yeah. This game is actually making me want to finish it so I can go back and play other open world games like The Witcher that I haven't spent as much time with because it's kind of reinvigorated my desire to play open world games. And it's a unique uh-huh. open world game. It's a, it's a, the best take on stealth in games that's ever been made because it's so flexible and. You can do whatever you want. And, it it so. takes all of the best elements of every Metal Gear before this and compiles it into one game. Mm-hmm. It's just a shame the storyline isn't up to scratch. But as a game itself, if you, like, I've had a lot of fun with it, just playing it. I mean, at its core, it's basically just go into a base, knock everybody out, fulton them, get, rescue something, get out. But it's just so fun because you can approach it in so many different ways. Like... One of the best things you could do is just approach somebody in a cardboard box, wait until they get near you, leap out the cardboard <laughs> box, scare the shit out of them. Eric, you can, Eric, you know, I've also discovered you can actually, you can get, you know how you have empty magazines to distract yeah. people? So when you jump out of the box, it activates reflex mode, which is where it looks like it's a high-speed camera and it slows down. Yeah. So you can get off a headshot or something. But if you throw a magazine and hit them in the head, it actually stuns them. No way. <laughs> yeah, really. Have you found out what you can do with those posters yet? Because I have not. Uh, later on, you can develop them on your cardboard box, and you can put anime girls on them and oh, stuff, Jesus. and uh, pictures of the, pictures of the models. And then when the guards see them, they'll actually react. And uh, but there's so many daft things, like um, you know, in the Africa area, there's um, little pools of water and stuff. Mm-hmm. If you knock a guard out and throw him face down in there, if you leave him long enough, he will drown. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. It's just 
it's just so but that um thing where you can fulton yourself out in a cargo container i'm gonna have to try that because that's just so handy i've i have the collector's edition of the guide and i've actively been avoiding opening it because it's just filled with spoilers um i couldn't figure out how to get one of those missions that you and i were talking about so i opened it up and then i noticed mission 46 wasn't in that book so that's how when i got mission 46 just haphazardly i'm like wait a minute 46 isn't in the book so i typed in mission 46 online and it said this is the true hidden ending and this is how you have to get it to and fulfill these requirements so okay it just unlocked for me i mean they're pretty basic requirements it's it's not too difficult but um anybody play anything else yes that has met i've been dabbling Um, with crisis core a bit more you're still not done with that I've been playing Metal Gear. Leave me alone. Jesus. <laughs> now that I'm done with this, I can focus a little bit more attention on, on Chrono Trigger. Oh, I love that game so much. It is very uh, I've just good. done the section. On, I know. I've just done the section on Crisis Core where um, they go to Nibelheim. Oh, I love that part. And, uh, you're, yeah. You're not too far from the end from what I can remember. I know. I, I I can imagine it's wrapping up. I know what happens at the end anyway, so... But still, that part at Nibelheim is where things kind of escalate. It's like, yes! Yeah, but because you've seen that in Final Fantasy VII already, but it just expands on it, it makes it more awesome. Yeah, and it's... Then you get to fight you get to fight Sephiroth and uh, play as one-winged angel, and it's just so cool. It's a very good game. Very good. It is a very good game. I like it. No, I'm really, really enjoying Chrono Trigger as it is right now. I'm just... I just finished the section at the beginning where you're in the future... And then you come back to your normal era. But mm-hmm. I don't know why I didn't play this game years ago. I, I have, I have so, no it's so, excuse. It holds up so well as well. Yeah. It, Do you have um, the Wings of Time yet? Can you travel between eras as you no. want? Okay. Spoilers. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> My only exposure to this game was through Chrono Cross, and that game is garbage. Well, see, because you didn't like that, you probably thought Chrono Trigger wasn't very good as well. No, I knew so. Chrono Trigger was great, but I just, I don't know why I never played it. Well, it's just one of those things, was passed you by, but it is fantastic. I might replay it myself, yeah. to be well, honest. If you want, you can I, join I us for that too. show we're going to do on it. Okay, might do. Uh, J- I played through it quite a lot, so I know most Jess, of it. Jess, you been playing anything else? Um, Andrew and I, after we played Podcast Racer, yeah. uh, we played, uh, is it NHL hockey? Wayne Gretzky so hockey? The N64? I love yeah. that game. That is one of the best hockey games. It is. I have a it was so stupid, fun. I was a stupid kid when I got my N64 because I got one and then my mom got one for, my parents were divorced and so my mom had one in her house and they had Mario 64. So when I got my N64... And a copy of Mario 64, I said, well, I don't want this. It's our, I've already got it at my mom's house. So I returned Mario 64 and got Wayne Gretzky's NHL hockey. Well, it wasn't the best decision of my life. It was still pretty cool. That game was a ton of fun. It is. Like, I just love, like, spoken like a true Canadian, the fighting mechanics it's of it. So like, it is just so fun to beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> Oh, I yeah, that. I think sports games are much better when they're stupid. I wish that they would create Mortal Kombat sports games. <laughs> like Mortal Kombat Golf. How awesome would that be? 
like with the characters or actual like somehow integrate fighting aspects yeah did you guys ever play outlaw golf for the xbox no that game was awesome you had a rage meter and if your rage meter was full your shots were really bad so when you hit bad shots your rage meter increased and therefore you would hit worse shots you'd have lower accuracy lower distance lower control so if you wanted to lower your rage meter, you had to beat your caddy. <laughs> oh my god! It was so much fun. Oh, that game was great. Poor caddy. That is crazy. I gotta look up a picture of that. It, I just remember sitting around with all my buddies playing that game and just laughing our asses off at oh, <laughs> golf. And they made a sequel to it. But I just figured it'd be so cool if you had. Mortal Kombat Golf, where if you're in a face-off and and it's down to the final hole, it goes into a, a fight and you can murder each other with different golf clubs. It was <laughs> yeah, there's like add a little Happy Gilmore aspect into it. Yeah, yeah, total lesbian action in Outlaw Golf. Here's a picture from Outlaw Golf Summer Two. I mean, I love how it's just like scantily clad women and gimps and. <laughs> It's just such a fun game. I highly recommend it. If you, it's not a serious golf game, but it's difficult. It's not. It, it, you reckon? <laughs> it's, but it's actual good golf. It's a decent golf game. Yeah, the gratuitous, the gratuitous lesbianism. Yeah, and well, of course. bondage. One of the one of the ladies is a dominatrix, and her caddy is just this gimp, and oh, it's fun. That is so funny. It's pretty cool. And you can go up and spank him. and It's it's a good time. Reminds me of oh a BMX triple X back in yeah. the day. <laughs> Which is just purely sold just because it had triple X on BMX the box. BMX XX. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, Outlaw Golf. Um, we do not have... An- oh, oh, go ahead. Actor and comedian Steve Carell provides the commentator track for the original Outlaw Golf. Oh, really? Yeah. We'll get that. Uh, we do not have any emails this week, but if you want to send us an email, factorysealed at manatank.com, or you can go to factory-sealed.com and use the uh, email contact form. contact form on the sidebar towards the bottom. Nice directions, Eric. What? On the side towards the bottom. How much clear does it need to be? <laughs> Go to the thing That's and do great. the thing. Do the thing with the stuff and the places. It is. So should we do the random game? It is generator? time for the random game generator. Uh, if you are unfamiliar, this is a new-ish feature wherein you, the listener, slash the reader, slash consumer of our nonsense give us a console a letter and a number and we plug it into our very fancy algorithm and it pops out a game a very fancy algorithm like don't you just count it on your fingers Jess don't ruin the illusion do not pull the curtain back on this one this took a lot of time (laughs) and effort so we have four games that have been suggested for this week. First of all, comes from Mr. Mike Van Ness. We can always count on him to drop a few uh, suggestions. So, 
He gives us Game Boy Advance, letter L, number 12. Dan, what do we got? We have Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events. Fuck. Shut up. (laughs) Somebody writing these down? No, No. you are. I'm not writing them down. Yes, you are. You always Uh, do. I'm not writing them down. Just somebody write them down. Put them in the chat somewhere. It's, It's happening. We have... Okay, that was from Mike Van Ness. Oh, Christ. We <laughs> The next one is Super Nintendo. This comes from Mark Haddock. Super Nintendo Z15. Well, Mark, I'm going to tell you right now, there oh, were gosh. only four Z games <laughs> for Super Nintendo. So 4, 8, 12, 16. I must 20. point out that um, Mike Van Ness actually missed Lego Star Wars by one. Oh. Uh. That sucks. <laughs> so, here we go. From Mark Haddock for Super Nintendo, we are playing a game called Zero, the Kamikaze Squirrel. <laughs> and it's made by Iguana Entertainment, so they make some pretty good games. He, I'm quite excited he for missed, that. We, saw, we are so recording that one. He missed Zombies <laughs> Ate My Neighbors by one. Uh, I know. It seems like all the good games get missed by one. Uh, we've got Ben Merrick, Sega Genesis, M25. So with that, we are playing a game called Math Blaster Episode 1. Shut up. Like actual Math Blaster? Like regular actual Math Blaster? Actual Math Blaster created by Davidson and Associates. Yeah. I'm so excited. Of course you are because you're nice. terrible at math. And then the last one comes from oh. Sean McIntosh, Super Nintendo P16. Let's go to the P's. We have Phantom 2040. I've never even heard of that. What's that for again? Super Nintendo. Nintendo. What is it called? Phantom 2040. I'm pretty excited about Zero, the Kamikaze <laughs> Scroll, I must say. I'm, like, excited for all of They're them. They're going to be pretty fun. That's a, quite a selection this week. I think that's. I think since we have such a big turnout for that, I think that's what we should leave for next week, just focus on playing these four. However, I do think that at yeah. some point we should choose a bigger game to, to burn through again. Yeah. Zelda! I feel like we just did a Zelda game, though. We did. Yeah. So, I have one. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Yes. yes. I have that Thank too. You. I think so good. But I, I'm not. I'm not decided on one or two yet. Two is so much better. It but is. that soundtrack just like makes Define me your like, childhood. There was yes. the the first demo. The demo for the first Tony Hawk game was so good. I remember having that demo and playing through the warehouse level hundreds of times. Because that's, right. that's the only level that was there, and you could only play it for two minutes at a crack. <laughs> so okay, so maybe for the week after, we'll play the Tony Hawk games. Yes. So next yeah. week, we have Phantom 2040, Zero the Kamikaze Squirrel, Math Blaster, and Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events for Game Boy Advance. 
Beautiful. It's going to be a hot pile next week. <laughs> Hopefully, um, me and Eric will up. be able to record awesome. one. We'll try. So, I'm thinking zero the kamikaze. Absolutely. Uh, any final thoughts before we wrap it up for the week? Uh, you're an idiot. No. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> 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 oh, Jess, where can we find you on Twitter? At I have a Jess. Dan? If you want to follow Tom, you can find him at Hyperjelly, but you can find me at Honest Pizza. That's going to do it for... You can also find Factory Sealed at Factory underscore Sealed. And if you have the actual Social media Factory manager. Sealed account, piss off. Oh! There is a restaurant in Ireland that named itself after me. Oh! Honest Pizza. Yeah, I can see that. They're probably pretty pissed off that they that their Twitter handle was taken. Yeah. And that when they... By some idiot with a pizza face on. <laughs> and then when they go to, to get SEO on all of their, their, their websites and shit, it's like, oh, we've got five <laughs> years of bullshit gaming <laughs> SEO to overcome. Yeah. Suck it. I was here first. No, I want to Google this restaurant. Honest Pizza established 2014. Yep. My God. So I sent him a message. I sent a, a tweet out saying, hey, someone named a restaurant after me. And they didn't say anything back. Oh, it's because they hit you. They're like, oh, here's that <laughs> moron. I think you should steal their logo and use it for your Twitter. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, I'm not even going to call up their Twitter handle. Uh, oh well. Yep. Their food looks really good, though. Whatever. <laughs> I could be their spokesperson. Won't be as good as won't be as good as Eric's food. Don't worry, Eric. They have a hundred and ninety-one followers. Congratulations! Oh, yeah, because their restaurant has another name as well. Does it? Yeah, honest to goodness. Oh, whatever. I'm cooler. I was here first. I'll be your spokesperson. Just send me pizza. Yeah. All right. That's going to do it for this week. We'll see you back here next week. Hopefully, Tom is back. And Jess, Yay. please try not to light any more vehicles on fire. I know. Just sorry. It's fine. All right. We'll see you all next week. Bye.